What's happening guys, it's Adam here. Just a quick word from our sponsors before we kick off today's episode, that is Beer52.com. Beer52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. They're number one, baby, and they'll send you some amazing beers every month and you can rate and review them via their website to earn points and rewards. Now, every month's beers that you get sent will have a brand new theme. Past themes have been the beers of Germany, California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa, and many, many more. And they've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer. You'll get a free case of eight beers and a award-winning beer magazine and a tasty snack the second you sign up they'll send them out in the post here and you can't catch corona from the post all you have to do is pay a few quid for the delivery and you can cancel or pause your membership at any time sign up now at beer52.com slash word that's our exclusive link that's b-e-e-r-5-2.com slash w-o-r-d you'll claim your free case of beer and for every person that signs up via that link only they slide us a little bit of money that supports the podcast it helps us out it's win-win so do us a favour, pause the pod here, go and do that now, and then enjoy the episode. Nice one. See you in a bit. Fucking did it in one take, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> now, I'm getting the word nuts. Oh. Cha! Upset me, nasty bitch. Catch me outside, how about that? I'm big boned. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Disgusting! Follow us on social media at HaverWordPod. And don't forget to watch our very funny podcast videos on YouTube. You can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash HaverWordPod. They go by Alan and Dave, Aaron and Dean, Grandad and the Yeti, or even Chanel and Denise. But what's for sure is they are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Don't be a Tory. Down your table, Shandy, and tell a friend. This is Hava Wad. And we're off. And we're off. We're back. It's Monday. It's the Patreon producer episode what have you been doing this weekend what kind of hats that what have you got on there it's sort of halfway between a, a cap and a flat cap in it mm, yeah don't know what it is one of them like old timey railroad hats i've worn it about 70 times on the podcast on and off sometimes i wear it backwards <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you had a pair of binoculars, I'd be like, "Yeah, this kid better be watching birds and not kids." This shutdown <laughs> is making me feel like a fucking bird watcher. You're like, that sounds pretty fucking exciting. Well, you're allowed to go out and just look at birds, and oh, they're beautiful. That's I saw someone tweet about jigsaws. The same thing, going, "Fuck me, I'm even thinking about doing a jigsaw." That usually I'd be like, "What the? F- why would you waste your fucking time?" Now it's like, sounds interesting, sounds fun, just something different. I just want to go out and do something different. I don't have to go out to do a jigsaw. No, I wouldn't do a jigsaw. <laughs> Laura's bought a jigsaw. That she will. She will not appreciate me saying this, but she bought it because she was like, "Oh, it make really great artwork uh, in the bedroom." And I was like, "Brilliant." She was like, "Obviously, I'll do the jigsaw and then we'll frame it." It's currently six percent done and it's been hidden under a bed. So that shit ain't going in a frame anytime soon. Why don't you just put the box in a frame? 
fucking sorted, kid. You smashed it. She's so I love it when she when she gets aspirational. And also, I know it's one of them things that it. I'm even trying to talk quietly because I know if I say it, there's like it's just there. It just it's, it's funny in a relationship, isn't it? Because you know there's like a little board of buttons, and that one wasn't a button before because it because there was no jigsaw but that's just come up on the board and i know that in any moment of like oh well why didn't you do this oh come on love what about the recycling and she's like well yeah i fucking do do the recycling i could just press the jigsaw button at any point and send it up about four levels to like piss off but i'm not gonna do it you got that in your holster though if she gets all fucking snipey well why didn't you finish the jigsaw bitch Look under the bed. There's no monsters under there. Just- Dan, why have you done this this way? It's just really puzzling. Speaking of puzzles, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so no, I've not been bird watching. Um, spin. Uh, I just got shitted on Saturday on my own. Had a couple of weeks off the booze, and I finally finished the fucking big old. Fl- bastard of a flower bed that I dug out to make sure that it will drain when we get a new lawn in the winter and I've just been it's been sat there it's ugly as fuck I've I've known it I just knew it was a few hours of hard labor and the sun came out and I just thought do you know what? I'm going to do this and get pissed while I do it and fuck me it was the combination of the nice weather seven turbo shandies and then the fact that I actually did it I finished the job I finished the job just at the peak of being hammered and I'd got the paddling pool out for Etta because it just looked like it was going to be dead warm she showed no interest in that fucking paddling pool I was like the weather's shit tomorrow this paddling pool has gone up for no reason I filled the fucking paddling pool and it's a big one as well I got hammered. I started doing the garden and drinking at about half one. At about six, I finished the job. I was steaming. I was sweaty. I went, I'm fucking doing it. Stripped off into my underkecks and jumped in that paddling pool. Oh, mate. What a feeling. And then Etta was like, wow, dad's in a mental mood. I'm getting in there as well. So it was me and her going fucking mental. I was pissed. She's three. So it's just like we're at the same level of like, woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mentally, you can communicate there, can't you? I, you know when you're like, obviously, life is all about experience, isn't it? It's about love and visuals and what you feel and what you eat and what you do. And there'll be moments where you can have these little little microcosms of like, that was a, a moment in my life. But, but being shit-faced on Turbo Shandy on a really warm day and being sweaty as fuck and then jumping in a massive cold paddling pool the level of alcohol refreshment from the pool and the sense of like I've done that gardening that, you know like I know it was because I was drunk but I was like oh, I feel alive <laughs> it was fuck I had tiny little nipples my dick not disappeared back up inside me I was like I'm a eunuch I'm a fucking eunuch it was brilliant fun absolutely loved it Highlight of my weekend, and look—you could see Laura look at me and going, "This is who I married." Brilliant. I'm like, "Yeah, I finished jigsaws though." Oh, that's right. I don't start them. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, not much, Daniel. Not much. Um, still, you know, dieting. Still trying to lose a bit of weight, but I can't run at the minute. Um, I've got a puncture wound on me right foot. Ay, 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 ay. So what happened was uh, now I'm not blaming Jade for this at all. 
Uh, Jade does a lot of knitting and sewing. Oh, and fuck. She's got a lot of sewing needles. So she made herself a little cushion. I'll take a photo of it and I'll send you it in a bit. And you can use it as today's image. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, get that over. That'd be great. Um, it's a little cushion and she puts her sewing pins in it so that she's got them whenever she needs them. Yep. So I've seen them um, Seen them in, ch- in childhood. Yep. She's got approximately 40 pins in this thing. And uh, it was on the floor in the office when I come to send you the video from the last episode. Oh, yeah. I stood on it and 40 pins went balls deep into me fucking right foot. Now, I let out a noise that is acceptable from a baby seal and a woman in a movie who's just witnessed a murder. Right. (laughs) The only two times this noise has ever been made. Jade came in was horrified. She went, do you want me to just rip it out? Rip off the band-aid. And I went, yeah. And she tried to, but because they were all in at different angles, it just fucking ripped even more and went straight back to where it was. Then we had to take it out slowly, which is excruciating. And then I was like, right. Then Jade started crying because she was like, I made that and it's hit you. So I got stabbed in the foot 40 times and then spent the rest of the night comforting Jade so that she felt okay about it. It's amazing. (laughs) Hang on. I'm bleeding Um, from the foot and it's your fault, but I'm, I'm sorting you out because you feel guilty. This is so fucking white women making everything about them. And, I just dismissed it. I was just like, Jade, don't worry about it. These things happen. It's painful, but it'll be fine. I've now Googled it and looked into it and puncture wounds, little thin, deep wounds with fucking needles are a bastard. I can't get a shower. I can't get a bath. I can't get it wet at all. You've got to keep putting germaline on it and it can take up to three weeks for any symptoms of a problem to show, like an infection or like if it's damaged any muscle because of the type of wound it is. So basically, and for three weeks, you can't do any exercise that might seriously harm it. So I can go for short walks and I can probably get on my bike, but I can't be running, especially with 15 stone of weight on that foot. So for three weeks, I'm out of running commission. And uh, yeah, I've I've got 40 holes in my right foot. Well, that's what... I've got so many mates who are like, mate, I was in good condition. And then I got... That's what, partly why I don't play five-a-side. Now, and, and officially, I'm a perfectly average footballer. Like, I've got I've got a touch. I've got a pass in me. I'm not very good. Like, give me give me about, like, a, a full run-up, like Johnny Wilkinson kicking, like, trying to kick three points. And if I've got that much time and no one's fucking with me, I can get, you know, I don't know, one in, every, one in every you know, three... Yeah, yeah, I know, it's a rugby... Shit, shit, shit. (laughs) Shouldn't have said it. Should have used Beckham or whatever. Is that that the problem you're having? Dan always skies it. It's always right (laughs) over the bar and you're running around with your shit over your head. Way, go! (laughs) That's what we used to do in the playground when someone fucking hoofed it right over. Three points for Wigan! Um, (laughs) uh, Just on that that for one sec. So I, I, for a long time, for like... From when we left school and went into sixth form... For about eight years, I played footy every single Monday or Tuesday night with all the lads I went to school with. Like all of that was our way of keeping in touch. And over the past couple of years, because people have started having kids and getting proper jobs and whatever, 
the, the game sort of fizzled away and we only play sort of sporadically now. But one of my best mates, Josh, is a perfectly average footballer, but he's got an absolute fucking ice cream scoop of a right foot. Oh, really? Now, where we play, there's four AstroTurf pitches all together. So, depending on... And the goals are obviously opposite ends of the pitch. So, one of the goals backs onto a load of trees and one of the goals backs onto the next pitch. Whatever team Josh ends up on has to attack the tea, the goal that backs onto the other pitch because he kicks it over so often. It's so easy, so much easier to get the other load of lads playing to give it back to us <laughs> than go and look for it in the fucking woods. You, know, <laughs> you never have to toss a coin for who's playing which end. It's just you literally no, who's got Josh. Josh. <laughs> so he, he he's just... Does he get it right sometimes or is he just sky it a load? He gets it right like as often as he gets it horrendously wrong. So he either puts it right in the top bin or puts it literally over the whole fence and onto the next pitch. Yeah. And there's no middle ground. It's not like, oh, that one just went over the bar slightly. <laughs> but, I, but like, I'm not, I've never been great at football, but I've always had balls in the back backyard and I've never had a brother. So if a ball is just sat static, one out of three goes, I can get it where I want it pretty well. Like with a bit of curve. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not football is it that's why I fucking hate five it's like, like a real footballer can run take on a man and then <laughs> jink to his right and then hit it like wh- while someone's trying to tackle him mate if that starts happening I just look like a really like it's so painful to watch that I think if everything's st- so I just don't play loads of five aside I'm not even I haven't got enough power to be Josh and skying it over I just do that awful <laughs> scuffy thing where you're like oh he's on the run he's on the turn and then he just goes blah, 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 blah. like fucking <laughs> it's awful we used to play on a Monday morning as well a load of the comedians from the northwest we'd play in Liverpool but people would come like Danny would drive over from Chester a few of the lads would drive over from Manchester two players I want to talk about Brennan Reese, who's a mate of ours friend of ours friend of the podcast done a lot of TV he's done Live at the Apollo big yeah. act and he's a really good lad started about the same time I did he is dreadful but he had one game where he played just in defence didn't try and move in five aside just stayed at the back and it was like watching fucking Baresi it was fucking unbelievable Uh <sighs> Pete Otway once played who again friend of ours friend of the podcast and I nutmegged him from about 10 yards away so I just rolled the ball with me foot and then ran towards him and his wires just got crossed and his legs went everywhere <laughs> and I didn't touch the ball again and it just rolled right to his legs and I remind him of it about once every three months I'll just tweet him and go remember that time I nutmegged you from 15 yards I would love you'd love a video of that when you didn't do much but still managed to Firmino (laughs) like a colleague like what did you do there the worst footballer I've ever seen in my entire life is uh, he lives right in the middle of where me and you live he lives on the Whittle his name's James Allen up and coming open spot new guy lovely lad and he, he got invited to come and play with us he's such a sound lad and he is the worst footballer I've ever seen in my life like <laughs> he was in goal and like back passes were going in because instead of just stopping it with his right foot when it was like an inch to the right of him he'd try and reach down and grab the ball <laughs> oh. Oh, just fucking he's, ve- he's a very polite person in real life is he like too apologetic to be a footballer like essentially yeah, yeah. 
So I went to Cubs when I was a kid. Now, Cubs is, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I went Beavers, Cubs, and then uh, I got into Scouts and went, all right, this is shit. I did the full, I did Cubs, and we played Cub football. And uh, I would love my kit from Penwitham, ninth. We were Sporio, sponsored by Mario's Pizza or something. Oh, I'd love that kit now. It was white with green and black. We looked like we'd been sponsored by, like, Iraq. <laughs> it's amazing, like, the weird like, Middle Eastern sort of Palestinian colours. And um, when I t- must, I can't have been there long. I must have been, a, like, a younger a lad, probably about six or seven or something. And I was in goal at the practice just because Mike who who's in charge of the sport for Cubs just used to move people around and give them a chance put me on goal I remember exactly where we were if you know Penworth and Preston where I grew up Priory High is also a leisure centre and I remember being in there fucking like it was must have been raining middle of winter put me in goal and do you remember those yellow balls that were foot, like indoor footballs they were like yeah. yellow and it almost like had the, yeah like yeah I saved everything that came my way for 15 of the most retarded minutes. You, and I, and it's obviously, it's like seared say, into my body. say the word retarded, commit to the word retarded <laughs> instead of going retarded. You don't have <laughs> to do that. That doesn't make it less offensive than just say, so either say it or don't. <laughs> All right. All right. Tardy. Uh, it, I just everything was just like it was like I was a magnet for the fucking ball. At one point, and it, it wasn't like I was like even reaching for it. They were just shooting, and it was just hitting me. But like in places of my body where it was clear I wasn't trying to save it, like just coming off me. At one point, I saw what was happening. Someone was about to shoot. I turned around and saved it with my ass. I'm like the hero of the practice. Everyone's like, "Oh, bloody look at look at young Daniel saving everything." I'm think I'm fucking brilliant. So much so that in the game, he thought maybe he's a good keeper. He, I put him in, and I I got the last half of an actual league cub football game I let in I think about seven goals it was horrific <laughs> horrific out there on the field proper ball some other cub camp cub group from fucking some other part of Preston and they must have been like why have, is he retarded why have they let him in is it like a make a wish and he wants to be a goalkeeper <laughs> and, and because I knew it was like a proper game I was really trying and I was flapping at everything oh that memory is how long how old is that memory like 32 years old and the embarrassment of that actual game when they were like right we'll take you out and I was like yeah I think so and even my mum was like oh never mind sweetheart <laughs> fucking horrific car oh, god we played um, about Eight years ago now, we played a a charity tournament that Hot Water Comedy Club organised to raise money for some charity, and it was there was only three teams involved. I think they initially wanted to get loads, but it was uh, Liverpool, Manchester, and the rest of the world. Just three teams in a tournament, right? Five aside played in Liverpool, and rest of the world was essentially Preston plus <laughs> some other cunt. Freddie Quinn played Brian Malcolm played I can't remember who else played for them but they brought a ringer and they were like oh we couldn't get a sixth player so we've got him he's an amazing man whatever he went in goal and it he was just fucking ridiculous and at the end of the day we just about beat them Liverpool won 
And it turned out that fucking goalkeeper was Wigan's fourth choice keeper at the time. <laughs> they brought a fucking Premier League footballer to a charity six-a-side tournament as, this is just me, mate, a fuck... He was on the payroll of a Premier League football club. Mate, what? How? I know, I know being a fourth-choice keeper isn't the most, like... You know, you're not on millions and millions, are you? But how much free time have you got? Like, mate, can you just come down and have a fuck around with my comedian mates playing five aside? Like, yep, absolutely, because I'm not getting a game ever. <laughs> how did Freddie Quinn even say, I'll get you free tickets to Berska? <laughs> oh, I've got absolutely no skills, but it, it's a great way to get injured in it. All my mates that like claim that they were like, oh, I was in great nick. And then I got this injury at five aside. It's always five aside. Nearly always, like the, the sub story comes like, I put a load of weight on because I uh, injured my whatever the fuck it was at five aside. And it's because it's running or whatever, doing anything, exercising, swimming is, is, is not the end of the world. Even if you're a slightly bigger lad, it's not too bad. You go jogging, as long as you're not doing it from nowhere, you have a bit of a stretch out, wear some trainers, it's not that bad for you. If you've got a bit of tub on, changing direction is a motherfucker, isn't it? And that's where, fo- that's where, fo- that's where football will get you. It's when, it's when you try and spin, when you, like you did when you were playing on the foot, on like cup football, when you were eight years old, like, oh, I'll just spin this way. Except now you're 14 and a half stone and your body's still trying to go that way. And your knees are like dickhead. I've been a fat cunt all my life and I've always been all right. If I get injured, I'm sound a week later. Mm, yeah, but you know what I mean? It is the changing direction that gets you in it. Like, fa- like... That is that is the brutal part of it. Look at Adam. Adam that the you smug. You're all fucking pussies. Ah, oh, mate. Honestly, I can't believe you've like. I've got a puncture injury because I stood on some sewing things. Now you're like, yeah, but I'm fucking nails. Apart from that, apart from fucking haberdashery injuries, <laughs> I'm a fucking hard bastard. I tell you what, as long as my missus doesn't leave applique equipment all over the fucking floor, I'm fucking nails. Me, mate. I'm not needles. That's out of all. <laughs> I'd happily play fussy tomorrow. Wait, me injury. Yeah, because I'm not a fucking gimp like you and your boys. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. How's your little puncture? All right, babe. Your little fucking woman-made cactus. Oh, Adam, it was an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Trans Alloy Wheels. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car bodywork, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. These guys are a well trusted family business. They do exceptional work. If you want your wheels and bodywork jazzing up and you're anywhere in the north, go and see Charlie and the boys at Trans Alloy Wheels. They're good guys. They can make your motor look better. They can add value to your car. They do insurance work. They do powder coating, diamond cutting, painting. They do new tyres, acid stripping shot blasting tyre fitting and removal these guys are wheel wizards if you've got cracks in your bodywork they can well repair them and they do insurance gigs and the best part is have a word listeners get 25% off fucking everything the main thing is Charlie and the guys at Trans Wheels have supported 
supported us during the Rona. They've sponsored this podcast and we want to support them. We can't go and get our cars sorted just yet. As soon as the Rona's done, I'm going. In the meantime, I'm going to follow them online. We'd love it if you could do it as well. On Facebook, they're Trans Alloy Wheels. That's all one word, Trans Alloy, all one word, wheels. Give them a like, give them a follow. They're on Twitter at Trans Alloy W. Trans Alloy W. And have a look for Trans Alloy Wheels on Instagram. They've shown this podcast some love. Let's show them some love back. All right, back to the pod. Your ma and dad listen to Have A Word. We have lots to get to. Um, we haven't done one of these for a while, um, but it felt pertinent. It was a really nice message. So thanks, Hannah, for sending this in. We've got a ledge of the... I mean, we're not doing them daily. We're not doing the pods daily, but we'll do a ledge of the week. How's that, Adam? Absolutely. Hi, Adam and Dan. I felt like to nominate my little brother, Sam, as ledge of the week for his powerful words he wrote in his schoolwork this week on segregation and racism. Due to recent events in America, his teacher asked to write his thoughts and opinions on segregation and racism. He's only eight, and this is the segment of what he wrote. Man, there's little things like... I know it there's other podcasts and they'll be talking about what's going on but you you have little snapshots uh, this is what Sam wrote on, on segregation uh, it wasn't fair for segregation to happen because you shouldn't treat black people different black people shouldn't be treated badly because everybody else is the same on the inside you cannot tell what colour a person is when you just see a skeleton nobody should be treated differently because of their skin colour it is like a book cover every book cover is different like, oh, what a fucking ledge. And then she said I was taking... hang on, right. Hang on. Just Can I just finish it. before you start fucking shitting on an eight-year-old's ledge of the week? You yeah. are... you and, and all my fat mates that have injured themselves playing five-a-side, you yeah. fucking rat. <laughs> I was taken aback. <laughs> fucking, I'm texting Jade. Get those fucking needles out. I was taken aback not only for his innocent and untainted view of human values, but also of how well it was written. And I asked my mum if he had had any help. Turns out he'd shooed his mum away until he'd finished. I live with my grandparents, and when I read this, to, when I read this to them, my nan got very emotional. She's half Spanish, half Caribbean, and was a kid during the segregation era in Liverpool with her childhood still affecting some of her thoughts and actions today. If you give him a shout out, I'll make sure he hears it. Well, he's, that's fucked now, isn't it? Because we've sworn, <laughs> but provided there's no swearing, sods. He's a little ledge with a proud big sister. Love the podcast. It's helped me massively with my mental health during the lockdown. And can't wait to see you both when we're gigging again. Cheers, Hannah. So, Hannah, this is for your little brother. Fucking good on you, Sam. Now, Adam, what did you like? What would you like to say, old boy? Um, well, first of all, I'm not listening to no fucking eight-year-old's opinion on fucking anything, mate, okay? <laughs> now anything about the real fucking world, mate, okay? So fuck this kid. Fuck his Oh, sister. my God. Oh, no. Fuck his no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you absolute... Just hate the analogy of the book cover. No, okay. It's so just a sentiment, though, isn't it? Cover. 
You absolute fucking belm. I know, I can tell you're in a weird mood. I can tell you're in a weird mood because you got to the end of the last section and then just went, yeah, I'm going to just fucking argue with your point about injuries at football for no fucking reason and you're all fucking dickheads. After he's bitched about having a foot puncture, I can't believe... When you're in a weird mood, you get so eggy for no fucking reason. And then just for the sake of it, you're having a go at an eight-year-old in the ledge of the week. Now she I'm can't... I'm having a go at the eight-year-old... I'm not. I'm saying he's got a stupid analogy. It's oh, not him. my stupid. God. The analogy, that's oh, stupid. It's going to be a fucking long episode, this one, Lids. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. Look, I'm just saying, like, someone should teach him that his analogy is fucking shit. It's not his fault, is it? He's a kid. He's been taught that analogy by someone, and it's nonsense. Don't judge a book by its cover. You should judge every book by every fucking cover on it but that's not the same as judging people by the colour of the skin <laughs> if there was a really colourful book with a drawing of a, a, a tiger on it like a cartoon tiger that's not a fucking thriller is it um, you're on and you'd be- mate you're on Bell End Island on this one <laughs> It's like who are we having a word with here? You've, I think you've looked, sort of misjudged where we are in the in the podcast. The education system in this country has gone to the dogs. That's you actually point. said fuck him and fuck his sister and his nan. You That's see not, what's really happened here, Hannah? Is we're trying to get Adam's caffeine levels right, and sometimes when he's not had enough, he gets sleepy and needs a poo. Right, and now. <laughs> He's had too many, and he's not eating properly, and he's got 47 wounds in his fucking fat foot. And now he's all aggro. So it's my fault, because I've been, like, pushing him to drink more caffeine. I'm like, Adam, make sure you have caffeine. Let's make sure you... And now he's had three, and he's having a go at children. No! Right! No! <laughs> Ledge of the week. Sam, you're not, you're not going to hear this for obvious reasons. Um... All right, Liz. Someone tell Sam he's a knob. Oh, Someone tell oh, Sam he's a knob. Oh, he's God. a knob. Oh, oh, fuck Sam and fuck his sister. Oh, and no. Fuck his nan in the gob. In the gob. Oh, no. Hannah, I'm so sorry. Who do I work with? <sighs> oh, God. Well done, Sam. It was really good. Everything you do is great. And when you grow up, the world will just be like, doesn't matter if you sound stupid, mate. You can just have everything. I'm trying to help this kid's future. You're a disgrace. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I've just realised this one's about buffalo wings. Where are you in the diet with buffalo wings? Can you? Can is there a, is there a lower fat version of them you could do? Um. Because my diet is calorie controlled, I could have them if I wanted to. All right, okay. Uh, I, d- I didn't want to. I decided not to at the minute. But I think, so my plan was next weekend when Liverpool play Everton, I'm going to break me booze ban, going to have some beers, maybe a whiskey. We'll see. And I was going to get like a McDonald's or a chippy or something like that. But I think what I'm going to do is make myself some buffalo wings with all the fucking oil and all the shit. Make them myself. Don't get a takeaway so I can still monitor the calories and have a little booze watching the derby. So this listener, I've forgotten to put his name on this, but it says, all right, Lids, this is a trivial one, but here goes. Adam, you have mentioned a few times how you make some mean buffalo wings. I made some earlier today, and to be honest, they're a bit of a letdown. I'm not expecting you to give away secret recipes, but... 
Can you let me, a fellow wing lover, know your methods for making belting wings? What's your uh, What's your techers? And I'm not talking like a like a fucking slimming world version of events. Just when you're going full dirty wings. Okay, so I use frozen, plain frozen chicken wings that I just get from the freezer in Asda. I still feel right? bad about Sam, the eight-year-old. Go on, I'm trying to concentrate. He's <laughs> not going to hear it. No, he's not. And if he does, then he'll grow up to be a more well-rounded, appreciative, thoughtful person. There it is. Okay. Right. Explains a lot. Chicken wings. So <laughs> That's how you Get a bag in. of frozen chicken wings, or you can get them fresh. Obviously, they're better if they're fresh, but I've had them frozen. Um, and what I do is uh, get enough out that will fill a roasting tin. So not a bacon tray. You want a roasting tin, right? Yeah. I get a bowl, I just fill it with oil, vegetable oil, olive oil, whatever you've got, fill it, fill the bowl. And then you want to get the chicken wing, each one, and dip it in the bowl, run it round a bit, then let it pick it out and just give it a little drip dry. So it's coated in oil. Yeah, yeah. Then you place each one individually in the bacon tray. Then you want to season the chicken before you put it in the oven, just with a bit of salt and black pepper. Nice. Right? Black. I think you want the oven on 200 degrees on a fan oven, or it might be 180, but it'll be on the back of the packet anyway. It's always around 180, isn't it? 180, 200, yeah. nearly everything. Lash it in the oven for 15 minutes. After 15 minutes, take it out, and you want to put a load of chilli and garlic, like... The, the one you can get like a Schwartz little tub of dried chilies yeah like chili flakes and a bit of garlic powder put them on all of them and then turn them over and put salt and pepper on the back of them so the chili and garlic is now touching the base of the bacon of the roasting tin and the top has just got salt and pepper on again put it back in for another 15 minutes when you take it out after 15 minutes you put chili and garlic on the side that hasn't had any yet you flip them over one more time but at this stage, you also drain all the oil off it and just put them back in dry for 10 more minutes. So there's your 40 minutes. That's how long it normally takes to cook these things from frozen. Then when you take them out, you would have heated some buffalo sauce. Now just buy. You can you can get a recipe for it. You buy Frank's hot sauce and then you can add your own cane, pepper and butter and stuff, whatever. Or you can just buy Frank's buffalo sauce. It's so good. You won't really... You won't you won't beat it yourself at home. Frank's buffalo sauce, and you can either cover all your wings in it, or you can do what I do and have a bowl of the sauce, nice and hot, next to your wings, and just dip as you want to go. Because I like a dry oh. wing as well. Oh, I love it when he takes his uh, food seriously. Look at that. It'll be spicy as fuck, but and loads of salt, salty shit. Oh, Frank's mate, that red, that red hot sauce and the buffalo sauce—that's the shit I have on pizza. Ooh, a little bit of that on pizza, a little bit of. I've been having it on salad, been having buffalo sauce because it's not very calorific at all. So instead of putting like garlic sauce or whatever mayonnaise on me salad, I've just been putting a bit of hot buffalo salad, spicy salad up. Yeah, that's so gay. Adam's been having hot salad. <laughs> That's my salad. <laughs> hey, 
not to leave you left out, Dan, do you have any gardening tips? No, not really a gardener. I just twat around in it. I don't know what I'm doing. I do essentially landscaping. He's like, I'm growing my own chilies, but I've fucked them up. I have no idea how you do that. You need YouTube, Google. I don't know. I am shit at that stuff. But I tell you what, I need to know how you stop fucking cats or foxes or whatever it is shitting on your lawn. So never mind asking me. I'm asking everyone else. Tell me, because I have... I've got a problem. Something keeps shitting on my front lawn and it's done it twice in the same spot. So it's not even like, oh, it's not an accident. I feel like it's personal. You think there's a fox that is targeting you specifically? What's happened there? Have they like this is the have they decided it's the perfect spot to shit in? Because you don't that's not an accident, is it? That's the second it's almost like, oh, has he moved that one? I'm gonna do it again. I'm literally waking up and going out to check if there's shit on my front lawn. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Maybe I should put some f- uh, fucking buffalo sauce just on the grass. Oh, Sorry, Jake, be for a second, because she's going to fill my water up for me. Thank you, darling. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, sh- just a little bit of hot sauce on the grass, where the, the, just like the he'd only the fox or whatever it is would just notice it at the last minute as it as the buffalo sauce. Just touched its fucking puckered arsehole. <laughs> Hang on, you want to put buffalo sauce on a fox's arsehole? I want to leave it on the grass where he shits. For when You'd he have to cover to the whole there. fucking garden though, wouldn't you? He keeps pooing in the same spot. Oh. I know which spot it is. Just a little bit of buffalo sauce. I think he's doing it on purpose. Little fucker. What, uh, why would he be doing it on purpose? I don't what, know. What? Why is it in the same spot? It feels aggressive. Maybe it's different foxes and they're trying to mark the territory. What, and they're having a turf war over my fucking turf? Oh, I'm not happy about this. I've just seeded that. <laughs> it's annoying. How do you know it's not Etta? <laughs> because she lets me know ju- before, during, and after a poo. She doesn't do anything, Snake's like, Daddy, I need a poo. You're like, go and have a poo then. Daddy, I'm having a poo. Come and talk to me. Hold my hand. I need a poo. Daddy, I'm having a poo. Daddy, I finished She's- my poo. That's what she wants you to think. Oh, She's yeah, okay. Like, oh, I know when me daughter poos when really she's sneaking out in the night to shit in the garden and blame it on a poor fox. <sighs> Fucking hell. If that was her poo the other day, she needs a priest, not even a doctor. That bitch, you. Um, from Stanley, a bit of a sneaky would you rather. If only one could restart now and one had to wait till January 2022. Would you rather it be the Premier League or live comedy? <gasps> Stanley, live comedy. you little bastard. Live comedy. Yeah. Daddy, yeah. Needs, daddy needs to get paid. I, t- I don't even, like... I think I could survive on a shit amount of money at the minute if I could just do comedy for free. I just need to get out and say some shit in front of people. Yeah, I just time, want it, it back. Like, I've gone without football for long enough now that I can... It'd be horrible to make this decision. I can't go without comedy for another 18 months. I reckon I could just about manage to go without football. So what did you tweet? I just saw it before the podcast. You tweeted out a poll, didn't you? Yeah, so... I, I thought I, it was interesting. Said, like, if if... Boris went on the news today and went, right, the comedy clubs can open tomorrow. 
uh, and it can be at maximum capacity. Thank you, babe. I love you. Oh, he's been very nice to Jay, didn't he? When fella. she left before, I don't know whether you heard, but I went I know, as I a joke, it. and she heard it, and she said she's now spatting me drink. Um, Be into it. So what I said was, um, if Boris went on the news today and went right, comedy clubs can open tomorrow. There's no social distancing. You can pack the place out. Blah blah blah. Would you go and either perform or watch? And there was four options. So it was. I'm a comedian and yes I'd go and watch I'm a comedian and no I wouldn't and I'm an audience yes and no as well yeah um, and it's quite grim the results what would you do if they said it sound and hot water had 225 people in that basement would you go would you do the gig yeah I would yeah yeah I would because This this is going to sound like I'm being really blasé about it, but uh, I think you know the no social distancing thing is probably where w- this poll was always going to go one way because I think people are like, well, no, that sounds that sounds awful, but I just think, and I don't think it's going to happen like that for a while. Like there is, they are going to reopen with social distancing, and I think a lot of people might. It'd be interesting to see what with one meter. With the rules around a one meter, how many people be willing to go out tomorrow? I think as soon well, as you say, it looks like the government's like according to very widely reported rumours, the government are going to completely scrap the two meter rule oh, for the hospitality week, industry this week. This in the next yeah. week, they're going to go to, from two to one. I'd, I'd be I interested to see that. To one. I think they're going to scrap it. They're going to scrap social distancing. It for the hospitality industry yet because they the hospitality industry have essentially said we'll we bust. will sack half of our workforce with any social distancing. So it will have to. So it's now down to personal responsibility, isn't it? If you yeah. if you are vulnerable and you want to hide from it, would I go with no social distancing? God, hot water is a a very very close knit one. You at the frog, at the frog and bucket in Manchester as an act, it's pretty much with with for punters. It'll be the same wherever you go. If there's no social distancing, you are going to be in the audience, aren't you? But at the Frog, you could socially distance. You wouldn't have to go. You wouldn't have to go within a meter of anyone if you chose not to. Um, hot water. You, you physically could. You'd have to get on stage. You'd have to make getting on hot, hot stage at hot water. I am quite a good comic. I always look a bell end for the first 10 seconds because I have not got the skill down of getting in between those two on the diagonal to the corner of the stage. I have to touch strangers and I start apologising because instead of just barging through and my worst is when it's two attractive women and you're like, I'm sorry, I have to fucking rub my balls on one and my arse on the other. I probably would though because Laura's back at work. We're not... Look, Etta's going to be at nursery we're not isolating from it I've got no old people that I'm in contact with we're not vulnerable because of our health and we're not hiding from it so we might as well crack on and have a, an income because that's the other problem that's looming so yeah I think I would and I'm not trying to sound like I don't give a shit I do but I, I'm, I'm, I genuinely think we have to go back to work I've got a fucking mortgage and a family yeah, well, I would as well. I don't think Jade would be happy that I would. I think that we'll both get a bit of judgment for saying this if 
I, I think there'll be listeners of ours who are like, I, I would not do that and blah, blah, blah. And I get it because a lot of people are still scared of this thing. And I'm, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, I, I'm not one of these people, oh, it's just the flu. Don't just get over it. It's time to move on. I'm not like that. I'm just, I'm getting to a point where I think a bit of personal responsibility is the way to go because that's what people are doing anyway. And I think what a friend of ours went to Nosley Safari Park today. I'll tell you who it was later. And uh, the thing is, and it's the same in Asda and Tesco and the supermarkets, and it'll be the same at Chester Zoo, and it'll be the same everywhere else. They can open under the guise of, well, we've put these signs out that say two meters, but no one is. Have you been in a shop? People are fucking dry humping you, tickling you, kissing you on the neck. Oh, people. Oh, people just leaning over. You're like, why am I unemployed? Trying to protect you. You're over 75. If you can't help yourself, I should be working. And you're going to, like Adam just said, people will be listening, infuriated. Like, this is ridiculous. You're being really irresponsible. Like, who are we trying to protect? Because at these shops and in the queue for B&Q, it's a lot of fucking pensioners like, well, we're out. We've always gone out. Why should we change? You're like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's... Um, oh, I don't even know. I feel irresponsible saying it sometimes, but... Well, the thing is, we've said repeatedly, and let's just say it again now, don't anyone listen to this podcast and think we're giving you actual advice, especially in this bit. In the have a word section, sometimes we do. In this bit, it's just a, it's a forum for us to sort of empty our thoughts, isn't it? And be, be able to have the time, because you can't do it with a fucking tweet. You can't have this conversation over Twitter with 140 or 280 characters. You need to be able to talk about it. And I, I'm i less scared of this virus now than I was at the start of this thing. That, that's the thing. And I'm not saying anyone should be forced to go out or forced back into work or whatever. But if I was given the opportunity to do a gig anywhere without social distancing, I would do it. I definitely would. I think you'd take precautions, wouldn't you? It's it's not like, oh, I just, I'm not going to give a shit. I think you'd take personal precautions. And I think most venues would make sure, even without social distancing, there were certain things in place to make their customers feel comfortable. I don't think it's just going to be like, doors open, in you go. Don't matter. I think they will make everyone f- as, as feel as comfortable with it. Because then it becomes about public perception and how you make profit. And if you are seen as blasé and reckless, then you won't get custom because customers will go, go, mate, that's ridiculous. They've jammed everyone in next to each other. There's no way of like, people will naturally not want to be fucking cuddling up to absolute strangers for the whole night. And even though that might just be psychosomatic, I think that will be for the next six months. I think it's going to... It's going to benefit these venues if they make it seem like they've made certain precautions. But the two meter rule is so prohibitive; they'll be bust. They'll be bust by September, won't they? That's what I was getting around to before. Like Asda can say we're open with social distancing practices, but they're not. They, they've put a few signs on the floor, but no one's enforcing it. Like they have that one way system. No one adheres to it in, in the shops that I go to. And there's members of staff seeing people not adhere to it. They don't go, oh, do us a favor. It's a one way thing. They're just letting it happen because they don't give a shit. But they can open under the guise of, we've got a two meter thing in place. So that's fine. A comedy club can't do that because they go, well, 
You've got 220 seats. If someone's in one seat, that actually takes nine seats out because you've got the one to the right of them, the one to the left of them, the three in front of them and the three behind them. They're all within a one meter radius. So you, you end up with a ninth of the capacity yeah. and 220 yeah. becomes 25. So, of course, you could have two people next to each other they're from the same house. So then maybe it takes up to 40, 45 or something like that. But any more tickets sold than that, then the government could legitimately go or the police or anyone who or whoever's responsibility it is to make sure social distancing is being adhered to could go, well, you've sold 60 tickets. So how are you getting 60 people in? Show me how you can possibly get 60 people in at any point. What was your plan? And they can't do it, can they? It's no. just not possible. No. And so this is where the, the misconception of like, and I've talked to family members and friends over the last month or so, and they're like, well, I just think we just need to, you know, you know, we need to stay in and you've got to just like keep going as we are. Why would you open the schools? Let's just make sure that it's gone. And you're like, that's part of the problem is a lot of people think just stay in and then it'll go. You're like, it's not. COVID-19 is not going to get bored and fuck off. <laughs> COVID-19 is not going to be like, ah, oh, this is fucking dull. I've been doing this since March. Yeah, I'll just, dri I'll just drift off just now. Disappear. The only way that would ever happen is if every single person, apart from a government body, stayed in their own houses. They got food parcels delivered once a week or every day or whatever by someone who is tested every morning. Have you got COVID? No, you haven't. Okay. You go and deliver all this food today. That is the only way that it just disappears. Yeah. Absolute true worldwide isolation. You yeah. Didn't, you didn't, and how long would it's that? So it's, that's not going to happen. That can't happen. Like New Zealand is COVID-19 free, isn't it? Yeah. For now. Because mm. people will visit New Zealand. It's just, so I just think how how long is this going to be with us and is there just going to have to be some acceptance of like okay if you're vulnerable I get it you're going to but you're going to have to take precautions like I'd, for everyone else if it's going to be around how long can you go like this how long can a country go like this it's not it's not it can't go on for 6, 12, 18 months can it and there's the long term damages to people's mental health there's the long-term damages to the economy that will see people die from poverty and stuff. And it's such a complex issue that I, I never feel truly comfortable giving a proper opinion on it. Like lockdown should end now, or this should happen. I, I don't know. And I genuinely believe at the minute, nobody fucking knows. For every expert saying one thing, there's another expert saying the exact opposite. I haven't got a fucking clue what the best thing to do is. Um, and I'm just being a bit selfish because I want to do a fucking gig. <laughs> I don't think it's... Everyone's allowed their opinion on this, and and when we when we have opinions on stuff like this, you don't have to listen and agree. You don't have to listen and agree. We're not trying to wind anyone up. I also think I really like a lot of the interaction we've had with our listeners over the, like the six months we've been doing this because we've had emails going, "Mate, can I can I just sort of counter what you said here, like on a few things?" And I love that our listeners have got a brain and go, oh, actually, I disagree. I think it's a really, like, a good trait, especially when it comes to comedy, when people can go, <laughs> that's, yeah, 
I see why you think that's funny. I just don't agree with it. Maybe it is funny, but I still don't agree with it. When did it become so abhorrent to be like, I don't completely agree with what's being said, but <laughs> I do. I, I don't even think this is being, I don't think we're being like trivial. I don't think it's going anywhere. So I think some of us start having to, we'll start having to look forward and go, maybe we've got to start living with this. Um, and I don't want to deliver for fucking Hermes. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I don't want to be. You're, a, you're used to just delivering Hermes, aren't you, lad? You oh, fucking. Oh, I tell you what, lad. You're riddled with it, lad. You're a filthy Mama like that. Mama like that. That's why they pay him the fucking oh, big dear. bucks. Oh, oh, dear. Order. I, order. <clears throat> Uh, with comedy in mind Evening Lids this is from James Fuchs who uh, considers himself a Worders original quick one would you rather live with a hundred comedians or a hundred seagulls seagulls uh, I tell you what James you're an awful cunt and I <laughs> I like the way your man works though seagulls seagulls see a hundred comedians that, uh, basically this is would you rather live on the beach or in the loft bar of Edinburgh on the <laughs> beach <break it. laughs> oh my god oh my god <sighs> you, you're not even allowed to choose it's just the first hundred that answer like an advert on the Facebook comedy forum <laughs> oh no um, guys we've got a hundred hundred spots available at Adam Rose House who's interested comment underneath <laughs> Belen 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 decent guy Belen 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 half decent comic Belen Belen a <laughs> uh, hundred comedians no oh how long I, I wouldn't even pick a hundred comedians who I'd be okay living with <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I random. Can't, I can't pick, I can't pick a hundred comedians that I like. Full stop. I reckon I'd struggle to pick 12 comedians to live with. live with. Now, are you, are you talking, You so you've got a two-bedroom place, Jade's gone, she's just, she's decided that she wants to puncture the feet of other men, you know? And that's what she's into now. She wants to leave her dangerous sewing hedgehog in other places. All right? It's not a euphemism. Literally, that's what she wants to do. Um, she heard you take the piss out of an eight-year-old. Um, it's a two, So someone to come and move in. You couldn't name 12. Or are you talking about, I couldn't name 12 that I want to live with? I, I don't want to live with 12 people ever in any circumstance. <laughs> but you mean you can't 12 individuals to come and flat share with? No, I reckon I could do that. I reckon I reckon there might be 12 that I could live in this three-bedroom house with. Hey, I just, just look back over the last two and a half months of this podcast where we have talked to each other for about five, six, seven hours a week, and that's not easy, is it? And this is quite fun, and it's still not easy. I think about my favourite comedians like Barry Dodds. I absolutely love Barry Dodds. He's a fucking nutter. <laughs> I want to go for a beer with him occasionally. I want to talk to him on the phone. I want to live with the mad twat. Hey, did you see a ghost? No, neither did you, you fucking <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> so no, it's, there's no, there's almost no, like, I've lived with a couple of comics. 
I ain't going back. I tell you, I, I swear to God, <laughs> if Laura leaves, there's not going to be a fucking divorced house share. I would literally rather live with seagulls and I ate the fucking pedos. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you've never heard the episode where I called seagulls no, 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 pedos. No, 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 no context. Don't contextualize <gasps> for all these fucking casual fans. Fuck them, mate. Mate, no context have a word. I have got a fucking. I've got umbrage with whoever's doing that. Whoever's doing that. The whole no context thing is like, oh god. If you just take these statements out of context, they're hilarious. If you take the context, let's get away from black people and Adam going, hey! and then clip that off. That's fucking brutal. <laughs> Yeah, well, no. It was- I, I am all for it, by the way. No context, have a word. Whoever you are, and I hope we never find out who you are, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm quite happy to have this silent fucking hero out there in the wilderness doing this. I fucking loved that one. I really did. I hated it. And I think the, the most fun no context, have a words are the ones that could get us in the most trouble. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. No filter. Do whatever you want. We don't know who you are. We can do nothing about it. Fuck Dan and his career. <laughs> oh, oh, the coffee's bubbling back up. Listen, I, this, this is the thing is, Adam, you are now like brilliant because I just had it done to me, but you can have it done to you. And this dickhead on this side of the Zoom meeting isn't getting on live at the Apollo anytime this lifetime. You are within touching distance of live at the Apollo. Could you imagine? If the rejection email has fucking 18 attachments from no context have a word. <laughs> but it's just you going, I don't like Jews, in, like, in some random voice. Oh shit, that's the no context have a word. <laughs> Did you just say you don't like Jews? Just confirm this for me, Dan. Did the words, yes or no, oh, did the don't words, be a I don't like Jews, just leave your mouth? Did they? Yeah, characterize. I was characterizing you, and it's all. Yeah. No, 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 oh, no, that's shut okay. up, you no, 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 I'd say I don't like Muslims either. I don't like Christians. The Catholics can suck me dick. All religions in the fucking bin. New world order. Every religious person is a fucking nonce. Yeah. There you go. Now that's all fun, isn't it? Apart from if no context have a word, at no context have a word, just clips off the first bit about Muslims. No, let them do it. It's no. funny. The whole point God, of it is it's God. out of context. If people want You've the got... full context, you can't get in trouble for something out of context. Because yeah! then we can give it the context. Hey, that's how the Daily Mail have existed for years. <laughs> I'll be fine. Oh, Adam, you've got more to lose, kid. Do you love podcasts? Have you always wanted to do your own, but you don't know how? Well, here at Lightwork Studios, if you've got an idea for a podcast, then we want to record it and record it well. Whether you're doing your first podcast or you've been doing it for years, we think all podcasts should look and sound as good as possible. And with prices starting from £30 an hour, we are by far the best-priced professional podcast studio in London. We've got three HD cameras, six top-of-the-range mics, and a sound technician on hand to make sure that all you have to focus on is talking. We can have the recording edited and sent to you the very same day. Find us at lightworkpodcasts.com so we can help record your next podcast. Send in your questions and suggestions to haveawardpod at gmail.com. Let's crack on with this nonsense.
Adamski. It's time to have a word with Adam and Dan. Tell us all the problems you have with your friends. This is supposed to be the whole podcast. Now it's just the final 10%. You think jingles are your ally? Oh, you think darkness is your ally? I mean, you dropped it in dark. I was born in it. I was born in it. I wore glitter in it. Oh dear. Oh shit, it's me in it. I was waiting for you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to start. It's my episode. My serve. Uh, this is from Rob Shields. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate all the stuff you do. You are a regular contributor and you do loads of stuff on Twitter as well. So Sapnin lads, lids, sorry, Sapnin lids. Uh, can you have a word with the people who make calls over the built-in loudspeaker in their cars but have it at the same volume as if they were pumping out Wig and Peer tunes from their tape deck of their Renault Clio when they were 17? The whole world does not need to hear Denise... Ask... What? Hear Denise... Denise! Asking you to pick up bread and milk on your way back home. Bad gimps. I love any email that ends bad gimps. You must love every email you get then, lad, because that's what people call you, innit? <laughs> Zinger. Um, Wigan's got some fucking mentions on this podcast, isn't it? Uh, Jilly Bean, if you'd like to Google Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it's so weirdly... He's, weird. I, with people having loudspeaker conversations in their car with their windows open so you can hear them. Have you... N- no. No. People have them so loud with their windows up. You're like, what the fuck? I know exactly what Rob's on about. You're like, what the fuck? And they've got them so deafeningly loud. You can hear... It's so annoying. And it, as, when, he, when he emailed, I was like, oh, it's, he's talking about people like having loudspeaker conversations on the phone, which is a bit bell sniffy, by the way. But yeah, I do know what you mean, mate. People who are having full, full volume, stupid conversations. It's more annoying when it's some businessman in like his fucking... And it's fucking company car. I'm a nosy company, so I like hearing hearing that shit because I want to know what's going on in people's lives. You know what I mean? Especially if it's a businessman. No, no, no. We have to get the Nasdaq up to the D square. I'm like, oh shit. I feel like I'm getting insider traded information. Oh, lad, the fucking Nasdaq's up to the D square. The bed, the bed. Yeah. I. The problem is, I'm a moron. So even if I heard some crucial, it's like stock information I wouldn't know what to fucking do with it send it on to me yeah what are you thinking about investing in what what be what would be your big say, say I was like Adam we've done so well with all the have a word stuff fucking patrons kicking off patreon.com slash have a word pod we need to bronze, we need to there's going to be a fucking bronze. sale in bronze soon because they're going to melt those statues down kid there's going to be fucking plenty of bronze going you know what I mean yeah but that but well, that means bronze is going to go down, isn't it? The price of bronze is going to go down. Yeah, but I'll invest once it's gone down. Oh, so you're going to you're going to buy you're going to buy statue low. Yeah. Oh, clever thinking, isn't it? Clever. See, and then it comes back up when they start making more statues hey. again. Of like people who ended slavery. Yeah, and then the Olympics has been moved back, but there's going to be hopefully a few joint thirds. <sighs> fucking hell! Get a bit of that fucking. 
Yeah, I like it. Good thinking. I'm going to be a fucking thousand there, mate. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to have thousands of pounds. <laughs> I've invested £10,000 in brand, and that 10000 is now worth £10,027. <laughs> hey, where'd you get that kind of interest? Only took two and a half years. <laughs> Passive income. Um. Yeah. For, uh, next one from Tanya. I love you guys. Please keep doing what you're doing. We will. This one might get me in some shit, but please, please have a word with my fucking family who keep banging on about missing out on their fucking summer holes to Portugal because of this. She's put it in quotation marks. Ridiculous quarantine set up when you get back. That, by the way, my dad is literally obsessed with. You'd honestly think it was only him who might have to do it. I'm not saying it's right, but there's obviously some reason for it. And and people have lost more during this whole shit show than 10 days in Albufeira pissing me off. I would have loved it if she'd have written bad gimps at the end of that email. It would have been fucking <laughs> amazing. Have a word with my fucking family. Bad gimps. Yeah, fuck you. So, uh, dad's having a whinge because he's got a quarantine when he gets back from holiday. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. She just, she's having basically bitching about like what about the summer holiday well I know yeah. it's a fucking pandemic but we're meant to be going away yeah no look here's the thing if he's allowed to go on holiday then that's a fucking result innit yeah so like this is me problem if you said to me you can do a gig tonight but then you've got a quarantine for a week <laughs> I'd fucking take it do you know what I mean I'd be like sound I'll stay in for a week if I can go and do a gig tonight you We've got to change certain things. And I totally understand that. If you're getting to go on holiday, but then what? You've got to have another holiday when you get back, but it's just got to be in your fucking garden. Sound? I'll take that. That's a fucking result. It dad's a meth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If you, could, you can do a gig, but you've got to quarantine for a week. That's a fucking nightmare, isn't it? Because then, then you're going to gig on a Saturday, and then obviously you've got to have a full week off. So the next time you can gig is a Sunday. Oh, God. And then it's a ball ache. And then a week off. And then you get a Monday. No, I reckon you can get away with doing Saturday to Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just gig on Saturday nights. And then, then you'd have to make a decision of like... colleagues would fucking love to have a gig every Saturday night, <laughs> even when fucking lockdown isn't in place, kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a professional comedian. I do three gigs a month, two on Saturdays, one on a Friday, and I run them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very, very successful... A lot of people book me, especially me, <laughs> to compare. No shit. Have you bought yourself to close? Uh, No. I'm not a fucking idiot. I've got a business to run. <laughs> as soon as you, as soon as you got in that cycle, you'd be a bit fucked, though, wouldn't you? You'd be like, "Oh shit, I picked a Saturday." Every dickhead picked a Saturday. You'd be really like, if you're the guy that picked a Thursday, the only comic that picked the Thursday. Like, yes, I've nailed this. I'm the most in-demand Thursday comic in the country. I can only earn a hundred and twenty quid, <laughs> but I keep getting bookings. Oh, it is going to be an absolute shit show if they open it all up and they're like, right, we're booking gigs. Everyone's like, ah! It'd be absolutely <laughs> horrific when Russell Kane's sniffing around your 150 quid gig in Wigan. <laughs> Another Wigan reference! <laughs> da -da -da -da. <laughs> oh, dear. Holly Bobs. I've booked a, I've got a holiday booked for the end of September because Ryanair offered me a voucher and they were saying in the papers like 
Ryanair will not give a refund. And then there was a thing coming out going, oh, well, they're legally... I've said a couple of people say, well, they're legally obliged to give you. I'm like, I don't think legally obliged counts for shit at the moment. Ryanair owes something like a billion pounds in refunds. They can't give a billion pounds out. So I just thought, you know, I'm going to take this. I'm going to just book for the end of September. It was the same flight to the same place. Airbnb gave us a refund. We're going to Mallorca at the end of September. I just thought it's worth a throw of the dice. Because if I'm not getting the refund back, I might as well try and book those tickets early. It was exactly the same price. There was uh, the seats available. And I'm hoping by September, September the 20th, we're meant to go. We could, we could do it without the old... Qu- I mean, it's all fucking... Who knows, but... Where would you You've go? You've got a small chance of being sound. Small one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's not... I don't think it's us that are the problem. Apparently, Spain are like, no, I don't want you. You're silly. <laughs> that blonde cunt running your country. We're not, we're not like... Where would you go now if I could just give you a holiday? Adam, you, I- Jade... I'd go dead basic, you know, I'd go Tenerife. Tenerife? Because it's going to be hot, and the water park in Tenerife is fucking top-notch. <laughs> There's a fucking global pandemic, and the second thing you referenced is the fucking water park. How good is a water... Hey, no, you can't catch COVID on a fucking wet slide. That's science, mate. Have you, well, you'd go fucking flying right past the disease, would yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Too fast. COVID's like, <laughs> come here. I'm turning leaf in COVID. Come here. Ah, he's too fast, that one. Yeah. Have you, have you, Co- have you been to the park Ooh. in Tenerife? No. I am park. Mate, I've heard about it, right? Do you remember? I, you'll, you'll have done the gigs, but I got offered the gigs where... No, I haven't done them. Oh, right. There was a gig where... <laughs> So many comics went out and did it. Like, pay you over. Yeah, you come over, do the gig. Is this the same gig where they were like, you can either get paid in money or cocaine? It's up to you. <laughs> someone has, I think someone has put it in an email. Like, you can get paid in coke. I don't see why this would be illegal in written format that lasts forever. <laughs> and they were literally like, part of the sales pitch was, it's a great gig, lovely people, possibly uh, uh, pay you in coke. And the water park, you get a free ticket for the water park. I was like, this sounds fucking mental this gig like how <laughs> I didn't go it just didn't work out timings wise but in my head I'm like mate imagine that just you your bell end mate you've been paid in cocaine and you're free on the water park oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dan that's not a fucking slide yes it is <laughs> for all it's the confidence incredible you know all the it's co- honestly me and Jade went to Tenerife for it was either a week no it was a week we went for a week all inclusive and our hotel included a, a week pass to Siam Park right so we could go as often as we want we spent four days out of our seven at Siam Park it was that much fun and the first time we went there was fucking no one there it was red hot but it was just before all the planes were landing full of kids and shit and it was fucking unreal because there was no queues for the slides we just walk right to the front and go <gasps> down them. it's the best water park in the world it's unreal why was it why was there no queues why was there no queues because it was just a quiet time of the year we went like at the start of May <gasps> oh that's so satisfying that's my dream I think you know when people go what is heaven to you just a water park with no queues, with yeah. with cocaine. 
I think that means I'm not getting in heaven, that my water park is just me, cocaine. You are and, at the pearly and... gates, my friend. Welcome. What is it you wish for? For your he- Heaven is a multi-layered experience, depending on what each individual person wants it to be. So you can see people that you choose. You can select as many people as you like. They will be with you. And you can have any setting that you can change whenever you want. What would you like to be first? I want a bag of beak and I want a fucking log flume, mate. <laughs> Waterproof cocaine in after me, but you'll get it in heaven. Oh, I can fucking snort it off the fucking paddling pool. Oh, amazing. I want a, bag of beak, a log flume, and for the fuck of it, I want me granddad. Let's oh. fucking go, kid. <laughs> my granddad is like, what? <laughs> my, my heaven was just sat in my sat in my garden with your nana. Where the fuck am I? <laughs> Never mind that. You're in my heaven now, Granddad. Oh my god, waterproof cocaine and a fucking water park with my Granddad. Oh, that'd be amazing. How long could you do it before you'd be like, yeah, my heaven's getting a bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Pierce Morgan turns up because that's his fucking heaven as well. Like, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Kid. He's what, he's not going, is he not? No. He's going to the middle. <laughs> oh god. You know what I've always wondered? Oh, I, I'm excited to know what know, this like, is. Where hell? Why why is the devil like bumming people and that when that's his like they you're his mate, aren't you? If you're a knobhead and God you've pissed God off, mm. then you're one of the devil's like you're on his team, aren't you? Because why would he? Why would he like shove shit up your ass and burn you in that if you've been doing what he wants you to do? No. Where have you got this perception that, like, mate, it's not like a fun detention with all with like a teacher who's a little bit badass and he's got all the bad lads like, I tell you what, lads, you're in here because you know it, but I don't give a shit. Let's have some fun. You're not just down there playing poker and like fucking smoking cigars. Like, hey, turn the why radiator not? down. We can't. It's fucking hell. <laughs> but why not? No, it's t- your constant torture. Hell, biblical hell, is yeah. an eternity of torture. But the devil runs it, doesn't he? He's the general manager. Yeah. So he's right. evil. Yeah, but him and God don't get on. Yeah. So why would he be doing the stuff to the bad people when he's a bad person? He's just a dirty. Do you know what I mean? He's just a dirty old fucker. He loves it. He just loves. Pay. Well, surely he'd like rather torture the people who get into heaven, wouldn't he? Like, be trying to find a way to get to them because the people who get sent to hell would be more like him. I don't know why you'd torture someone who's essentially the personification of you. I, I really, I, honestly, your reasoning. I mean, part of the problem here is heaven and hell is such a crock of shit that you end up hitting these reason walls like of like oh it doesn't make sense of course it doesn't make sense it's fucking happy make believe and if you believe in the happy make believe wicked I've always said it I would love it if I believed in heaven it must be a treat but yeah I like your reasoning hell is for everyone who didn't get in heaven and the devil didn't get in heaven so really it should be like oh it's amazing up there cocaine waterproof cocaine water parks with whoever you want not piss morgan he's down here but as soon as you get in hell it should be like ah hey lad because exactly because he's scarce apparently hey don't worry about that shit up there anyway and your fucking fingers get all weird you know like when you've been in the bath for too long that still happens up there at that fucking heavenly water park come down here nice and warm kid the only person 
or thing that we that has told us, hey, this is what hell's like, is God. And he's bound to be slagging it off, isn't he? I think he's above it, but I get I get your point. But he isn't, because he put it in the Bible. He was like, hey, hell shit, and that don't go down there. I reckon, essentially, God and the devil are like owners of rival nightclubs, right? <laughs> no, but listen, and the best nightclubs are the ones that you never see any marketing for, aren't they? Everyone just knows it's good. That's hell. Heaven is the one that they're fucking shouting about. 2,000 years now, they'd be like, oh, come in here. It's fuck the Bible. And priests are essentially like PR staff who stand on the street going two for one shots in here. That's yeah. what heaven is. Hell doesn't need that because it's right. fucking unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, you can tell also, God isn't really homophobic as well because he's named his kingdom after a gay club. <laughs> <laughs> also, who wants to go to the nightclub full of Christians? No one. All just sitting there fucking eating bread. <laughs> Although that bet, but that's on the good, red wine at four o'clock in the morning, like a fucking weirdo. Uh, you know full well the hell is well better. I honestly didn't think we'd tackle theology at the end of this pod. <laughs> that honestly, from Tanya and Albufera, I didn't think we'd end up on fucking theology, but we did. Uh, let's call that a pod because. Where are we going? Can you answer me? Can you not? What? Do you, do you understand what I'm, I'm saying? I'm a fucking atheist, Adam. What are you asking for? You're asking me to defend a concept I have absolutely no belief in whatsoever. Yes, I'm I fuck am. Well, no, I'm with you. It's a crock of shit. But it, I, I said it sort of makes sense what you're saying, but that's not how it's advertised. So it was like, this yeah. is great, that's awful. And even though he wanted to get up here, he's now down there running that, and he will be a dick about it. So. I reckon we need to get the devil on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. could finally have his say. Break your silence. If you're listening to this, Satan lad, get in touch. Have a weird pod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If anyone could knock up some artwork with Adam in hell, that would be superb. Well, I want Adam in hell having a good time. No, no, I want me in heaven in a water park. I'm asking a lot from Photoshop. I just want to be in... I want to be in hell. Me and the devil. Zesh Club 7 on. We're having a fucking great time. I've got... Zesh Club 7 will be in there. I've got a Peroni <laughs> in my right hand. And we're just having a fucking belt no, of the time. No, no. Don't get Peroni in hell. What's your Why? least favourite beer? No. You, you're totally misunderstanding what I'm saying. I know, I get what you're saying, but you're not getting a Hell fucking cush. heaven for people who've pissed God off, and it's better down there, which is why the devil doesn't have to sell it. That's right. why he hasn't written his magazine. Peroni on tap, is it? Oh, just bottles. Have whatever you want. <laughs> Doesn't sound quite good. Fucking turbo shandy in the underworld. <laughs> All right, weird end, but I fucking enjoyed it. Thanks to everyone who is a Patreon on patreon.com slash have a word pod. And after this song, we will uh, list all the £10 patrons. You can sign up for £3. You get the exclusive content. We do a, a Wednesday episode every week. You can sign up for the pledge of £5 a month or £10 a month. You get varying degrees of discount on the merch. You also all get the Wednesday episode. And we will see all the patrons there on Wednesday. And we'll see... And we'll see the rest of you. 
on Friday fucking afternoon, motherfucker. Oh, God. Bye. He's gone What's back. the song called? It's Felix Leiter and Ben Rainey. It's called Good Times. Track is released Friday, June the 19th on iTunes and all digital platforms. Search DJ Felix Leiter to find on all socials. So, another dance track. Two in a fucking row, kid. <laughs>
As ever on a Monday, the list of our £10 exclusive patrons, Aaron Ledbetter, thank you. Adam, thank you. AJ Gregson, no, thank you. Alex Jones, Alexis Bly, Ali Richardson, Amy, Andrew Boyle, Andy Mannix, Andy T, Anthony Duran, Anthony Jollies, Barney Wood, Barry Parsons, Becky Hale, Bethany Griffith, Bunny Whitehead, Chris Chubbs, Chris Jones, Chris Townsend, Chris Watson, Colin Pugh, Colette Hind, Curtis Charlton, Dan Lindsay, Daniel Newman, Daniel Pugh, Danny Gilligan, Dave Checkley, David Everson, Dean Cochran, Donna McCauley, Ella Knight, Emma Armstrong, Emma Donnelly, Emma Green, Fiona, Frank Hughes, Frog and Bucket. Shout out to the frog. George, Jared Keane, Graham Cashel, Graham Owens, Ian Pringle, Ian Chadwick, Jack Robert, Jack Rush, James Fuchs, James Hall. Shout out James Hall. Jamie Moores, Janet Roskell, Jason Hopkins, Jason Reynolds, Jay Cal, Jen Wilson, Jennifer Ridding, Jess Yarwood, Jill Bushell, Joanne Parr, John Barrowcliffe, John Ryan, Johnny Armstrong, Johnny Edwards, Jonathan Bagley, Jonathan... Easy. That's not Jonathan Moore, it's fucking Joseph Moore. All right, lad. Josh. Josh Hudflux. <laughs> Flusk. <laughs> Julie Smith. Cade Bidwell. Kai. Kate Hamilton. Kathleen Simon, Catherine Wells, Kira Tan, Kenny Gad, Khadija Mir, Kiva Gallagher, Kieran Woodall, Kieran Gibson, Kirsty Leonard, Lee, Lee Aitchison, Lee Grant, Liam, Louise Grimes, Mark Cowan, Mark Hammond, Mark Hollenbach, Mark Pugh, Martin, Matt, Matt Delmain, Matt Flannery, Max Prenty, Maxine Eyre, Megan, Michael Woods, Mike Kivy, Mike Pugh, Mike Quirk, Mike Sullivan, Mutley, Nathan Shorex, Nick Stannard, Owen Babman, with a bad mum. Paul McDonald, Pete Graves, Peter Vincent, Rachel Heron, Rachel Whiteley, Rebecca Thomas, Richard Palmer, Rob Barker, Rob Bell, Rob Knowles, Rob Upton, Robin Kerr, Russell W, Ruth Poor, Ryan Farrow, Sam Crow, Sam Maguire, Sam Snook, Sammy Taylor, Saz Green, Scott Brickcliffe, Simon Bissett, Simon Martin, Steve Woolley, Steph Keeling, Stephen Billick, Stephen Byrne, Stephen Theobald, Steve Boris, Steve Boris? I don't know. Let us know, Steve, if we're getting your na- name wrong. Steve Boris? I think it's Steve Boris. Steve Green, Stephen D. Malone, Stephen Thompson, Terry Burke, Texas Jilly Boone, Thomas Siviter, Tom Chadwick, Tom Lazarus, Tom Rowe, Tom Simpson, Tom Twistleton, Tony P, and Wes Coakley. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the fuck out of you.